Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mino Line Media presents Business of the Beat. Hi, I'm Kendra Bracken Ferguson, and I am a founder, brand builder, entrepreneur, and believe in the mantra, Carpe Diem. I created this podcast, Business of the Beat, through my own experience as a beauty executive to talk about, tell stories, and highlight the business of beauty through conversations with beauty and wellness entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, helping to diversify the industry. This week on Business of the Beat. When I was working at Fee Salon, two of her friends were Tashina Arnold and Tisha Campbell. And one day they came to the salon to get their hair done from Fee. And they're like, Fee, you know where we can get our eyebrows and our nails done? And she was like, hey, and she pointed right over to me. And I'm over there like, what? Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, I, I can't, I can't touch Pam and Gina. Are you serious? This is so scary. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Kendra Bracken Ferguson, and welcome to Business of the Beat. Today's guest is Anna Key, Key Taylor, celebrity hairstylist, salon owner, beauty brand entrepreneur, social media influencer, and author of the children's book, All Hair is Good Hair. But before we get started, don't forget to follow, rate, and subscribe to Business of the Beat on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. You don't want to miss an episode, and your ratings and reviews mean so much to us. All right, everyone. Anna Key, also known as Key, is a celebrity hairstylist, salon owner, beauty brand, entrepreneur, social media influencer, and author. With more than 230,000 Instagram followers, 1.4 million YouTube subscribers and over 200 million video views. Anaki has created her own lane in hair marketing and has been in the industry for over 18 years. She owns the Philadelphia-based salon Deeper Than Hair and her namesake hair care collection that includes hair care and styling products, accessories, and tools. Fun fact, they usually sell out due to her cult following. Most recently, Key launched Deeper Than Hair magazine, featuring all the things hair products, lifestyle, and beauty. Her key clients include celebrities like Tika Sumner, Nafisa Williams, Kiki Palmer, and Tiffany Haddish. Adiki, welcome to Business of the Beat Season 4. Happy New Year. I'm so happy to have you on the show. Happy New Year to you as well. I'm so glad to be here. Oh my gosh. You are just such an inspiration. I was like, I want to have this podcast conversation, but I want to sit and hang out with you. You are so cool. You've done so many amazing things. And as I was going through the children's book, your YouTube, your magazine, I'm like, you just embody the spirit of such a bold entrepreneur. And it's so exciting. So Tell us all about Key, who you are, and bring us up to speed to 2024. Um, Key is just 
a girl who who follow her dreams. Uh, she has a lot of avenues now, but they're all under the deeper than hair umbrella. And this is just career stuff. This is, you know, I, I try to stay present with who I am, like have a good heart, compassionate, um, a good friend and stuff like that. But when it comes to career, uh, I kind of, me and my friend, Nafisa Williams, I don't know if you know her, she's an actress. Uh, she, we're like super tight and she's like my alliance friend. Like we have a master alliance, just me and her use each other to get to where we're going and we do it together. And we just always use the line. We took it too far. <laughs> and so I just feel like it's so many things I've done. Uh, you know, I've opened a salon. I have a children's book. I have a super successful YouTube channel. I have a product line. And and I work for TV and film and, you know, and there's so many other things I want to do, too. And sometimes it gets a little overwhelming, but that's just who I am. I'm just literally a businesswoman and I'm still just working on being a better businesswoman every day. You know, by far, I'm not perfect, but I'm just every day. I feel like it's an opportunity to get it right. So I just work really hard on deeper than hair. It's my lifeline. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I just, I just work as hard as I can on this because I feel like it's needed. Well, it's definitely needed. And I, I love how you say I'm a businesswoman because it's interesting. I talk to so many people, especially when we think about the end the creative industry of being a hairstylist and makeup artist. And they're like, I'm a hairstylist. And I'm like, babe, you're the first entrepreneur. Like mm. you are understanding all of the aspects of the business, customer service. Talk about being the number one industry where you know customer service through and through front and back and all the sides. And so when you think about your businesses and saying I'm a businesswoman, when you were growing up and thinking about your career, like when I was in sixth grade, I was like, I want to do PR. Like, did you always know that you were a businesswoman? Did it start from the place of creativity? It definitely started from the place of creativity. People ask me a lot, like, when did you know that you wanted to be a hairstylist? And I'm like, when my baby doll's hair looked better than everybody else's baby doll's hair on the block. Like, all my baby doll's hair was fly as I don't know what. I was not playing. I had them lined up like we was in a hair salon. Some of them had braids, different colored barrettes. And I had them going. And I loved doing my baby doll's hair so much that I started playing in my friend's hair. And, you know, being a little black girl, our moms don't like that. Don't let nobody play in your hair. That's the line that most um, moms tell their kids. So I lived with that. But I used to play in my friend's hair. I had a friend on a block named Jaquetta, and she always talks about this story. She had real fine, long, dark hair. And so I'd like, she'd come to my house, and I'd put all this luster's pink lotion in her hair and just be doing stuff to her hair. And then my neighbor, Sheeny, she did hair and she was about six to eight years older than me. So I looked up to her. And so just watching Sheeny do hair, it mesmerized me. And I would go in the house and practice everything I saw Sheeny do on my dolls. And then I start practicing on my friends. And after a while, my friends' moms were like, wait a minute, we're going to pay you. And it's like, okay. I'm like, I'm like, eight years old and they're giving me $5 for braiding their daughter's hair and stuff. And it was like really cool. You know, I started going around, I was doing nails and toes and hair, but hair just always stuck. So I think that's when I decided like, I think this might be a thing, you know, because 
people's reaction to it was even greater than my reaction to it. And so, and I think because I was so young, it was blowing them away that I was executing these styles. I'm glad social media wasn't out back then, but a little bit, I wish that at least video cameras were more, you know, on the forefront like they are now, because I would love to have that kind of footage. So when I turned 10 years old, my grandmother and my Aunt Lil bought me a mannequin head because they were like, you know, just practice on this, <laughs> you know. And so I used to have fun with my mannequin head, just doing her hair all the time. And next thing you know, it just uh, it was the point of no return. You know, it's so fascinating to think about the baby dolls as your first <laughs> clients <laughs> and then being eight. And people trusting you with something. I have a nine-year-old, so I'm like, I can only imagine they were, you were a savant. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, being people around you that were like, we trust you because so much of it is built in trust, right? Mm -hmm. It really is. Like there's a much deeper thing. I think when we think about your hairstylist, Um, even with people saying, don't let anyone touch your hair. It's like such a trusted relationship and being 10 and having people say, here, play on this. And so as you were growing and going into high school, like, were you continuing to do hair? Did you have other interests? And when did you know, I want to have my own salon? So when I went to high school, I love that you asked that because when I went to high school, yes, I was, I was like during a lunch period. um, I was in high school from 98 to 2001 and that's when all Allen Iverson was like the hot thing in Philly. And so Iverson had braids. And so all the boys, I used to be considered a braider. I used to braid more than anything. I started with braids. So the boys at lunch, I used to braid all the boys hair. They would like, just be like, Hey, can you braid my hair? Can you braid my hair? Anaki, I need my hair braided. I'm like, Oh, all right. After a while, it started getting annoying because you know how high school boys are like, they going to milk you to death. It's like you would braid their hair and then three days later, like my hair fuzzy. Like if you don't wrap that hair up, boy. So, you know, it used to be crazy that we used to do so much hair in school. And so, and then it just turned into me like doing curls and stuff. Cause I used to do my own hair. I used, this is when um, weaves and weave caps were out really heavy. So I used to try all the new styles. I seen Missy and Total and and all of the girl groups of the late 90s, early early 2000s wearing their hair in all these different styles. And I'd be like, I think I could do that. And and every three weeks, I would change my hair. And one of my mom's good friends, Miss Vicky, she worked at the daycare that I told you about before we started. Um, she used to be like, Aniki, you have a gift. And I'm like, really? And she's like, I'm telling you, you have a gift. And so she used to inspire me. She used to tell me her little tips because she would do her own hair, too. And she used to give me tips. And next thing you know, I was doing all of the all the workers from the daycare. I would go to one of their house after work and do all of their hair after work. The, then the parents at the daycare, they would pay me to do their kids hair during nap time. In high school, I would do hair in the bathroom. People would pay me five, ten dollars to do their hair in the bathroom. And I'm like overwhelmed with hair to do. And I'm like, what am I going to do with this? You know what I'm saying? So. I just ended up one day, it was a hair salon two blocks down from my house in Philly. And when you ride past, it was Benz's and Bentley's and Hummer's parked outside. And I'm like, what is going on in that hair salon? They must be doing good hair and getting real good money. And so I was like, they must know how to do hair. I never even went down there thinking to work. I went down there thinking I want to get my hair done. They must be good. And so I went down there. 
I called first. And mind you, this hair salon is always, always, always booked. Like when I when I started working there, it was just always booked. Like you call, you can't get in right away. And so I call and I'm like, hey, I'd like to come get my hair done. And I came down there, get my hair done by the one lady who was always booked, Fee. And she, we're just talking. She's doing my hair and we're talking. And she's like, so what do you do? And I was like, I do hair. She's like, really? Like, what do you do for hair? And I'm like, oh, I braid. And she's like, oh, really? You want a job? Just like that. Like, just like that. And I'm like, yeah, actually, I would love to work here. Like, I couldn't believe that I was offered a job straight like that. And I worked there for the next six years, just braiding and twisting. And then slowly, I started learning from watching her how to curl. And I just took on her technique and a few other techniques of people I watched and turned it into my own, just adjusted a few things that I felt like needed adjusting. And I made it my own. And next thing you know, I was making enough money to move on and get my first hair salon. I love this story so much. Like you were always a businesswoman. Like even when you're just like the five, <laughs> the ten, it's so, it's just, it's great to hear you talk about it because so often founders and entrepreneurs, like we're driven by our passion. Like what do we really love? And it's that in-between spot of what do you love and how do I make money from it? And how do I build a life for myself where I can sustain myself and I can create abundance for me and those around me? And so it's really, it's it's all divine. The fact that she was like, do you want a job? And you were like, yes, because you could have said no. And you would have eventually come back to it. But that yes is so powerful. And so then you spent six years doing that and went and said, now it's time to get my own salon. Yep. And was at that point where you doing, because you mentioned like Missy Elliott in total. And as we go through your career, you, of course, have worked with some of the most notable celebrities in the world. Mm -hmm. And so I'm now working on the celebrities that I used to <laughs> look at and try to do their hairstyles. So the pivot for me was, so every stage of my career, I loved that part of the career. I milked it till I couldn't milk it no more. In Little Wayne's words, I hit the ceiling. And it's like, I got to a space where I'm like, okay, I love this, but how can I make more money? All right, I love it at this point, but how can I make more money? So it's like, by the time I had a salon and I'm like, uh, this is cool, but how can I make more money? I'm like... Maybe I could just get in the industry. So Nafisa, my friend who I was just talking to you about, one day she was a lawyer. Well, she's in law school awesome. and and like randomly I would go pick her up from work if I didn't have nothing to do. I'm like, I'll come get you. We call each other son. And I came to get her one day and she was like, got in the car and she just looked really down. And I'm like, what's wrong with you, son? And she's like, son, I don't want to do this no more. I want to be an actor and a model and I just want to do different things. And I was like, well, I want to be a celebrity hairstylist. So when we start in, and so from that moment on, we start doing everything we could to figure out how to break into the industry. Now, the best part about it is we were like literally right down the street from New York. Like it's no better place to be. You're in Philly. The best place to be is New York. And so she would go out for all these jobs. And every time she booked a job, whether it was something like forming mills or anything, nothing was too small for us. And I would always make sure her hair was done when she went, you know, and what gave me the inspiration to even be like, I think I just always want to do celebrities is 
when I was working at Fee Salon, two of her friends were Tashina Arnold and Tisha Campbell. And one day they came to the salon to get their hair done from Fee. And they're like, Fee, you know where we can get our eyebrows and our nails done? And she was like, hey, and she pointed right over to me. And I'm over there like, <laughs> what? Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, I, I can't, I can't touch Pam and Gina. Are you serious? This is so scary. And so next thing you know, I'm doing Pam's eyebrows and I'm doing Gina's nails. These is their Pam and Gina to me. And, you know, I'm sitting there painting and I'm like, what is happening right now? And I'm doing eyebrows and I'm like, what? And they gave me a hundred dollars a piece. Right. And it felt like the same moment when I remember the first time in my mom's basement, because after I did hair in the bathrooms at school and at the daycare and all that, I was doing hair in my mom and dad's basement. And so it's almost like the same day. One day I made $95 in one day and I'm just looking at this money in my hand like, how, how? This is amazing. And so I just was inspired by that day and I couldn't stop thinking about it. So when she talked to me about what she wanted to do, I felt like, oh my God, I could finally release this to somebody because I was kind of scared to mention it to anybody. My boyfriend at the time, he passed away, God rest his soul, Chris. He was he was super into me and we always talked about our dreams. So he was the only person I trusted with that information. So to know that she wanted something just as grand right there, that alliance was formed. So that was the day that I said, I'm going for it. And you know, next thing you know, we're in New York. She booked One Life to Live. I made sure her hair was done when she went to One Life to Live because, you know, no shade. But a lot of sets don't have to this day. They don't even have people that can handle our hair. So I would make sure her hair was done every time. And the makeup artist there, she was also black. She was like, you know, asking her, who does your hair? And then I started doing her hair. And then we start doing shoots and stuff. And then Tika Sumter, she was close to the makeup artist because she used to be on One Life to Live. She kind of stopped right before her FISA started. And Tika's like asking the makeup artist, who does your hair? It's no different than being in the hood. It's word of mouth. Like, who does your hair? Who does your hair? Same thing. The industry, people put too much emphasis on how do I break into the industry? This, this, and that. You just have to be present. You know, I tell them networking is the best Whatever you can offer without, I'm doing air quotes when I say selling your soul. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people will do a lot of things to get where they're going, but just keep your integrity because that's how you end up with the greatest clientele. Before I started in the industry, I've heard so many things about it and I didn't know if it was true or not. But my one prayer before I started, I asked God to always surround me with his children. And not that we all aren't, but it's like, I just want to be around the greatest of your children because I want great energy. I want positivity. I want people that can help me climb. And I just want to feel fulfilled when I'm done, you know? So Tika start asked about me. I met Tika at the makeup artist house. And next thing you know, I'm flying all over the world and I'm doing all kinds of shows and all kinds of movies and all kinds of everything and more celebrities. It just took off like a whirlwind. And, you know, they say it takes 10 years to make an overnight success. And it totally did, you know, and I feel like social media has this microwave effect. Like everybody thinks that things happen overnight and the younger generation coming up feels the same way. Like, but you really have to work hard 
10 years to make an overnight success is nothing. It's nothing because it goes by fast. And the best part is the journey. So I just think that it's just best if you just embrace everything that's happening, even the good and the bad. All the the bad things is all a part of your blueprint. So I'm so grateful that that happened for me. I'm so grateful that I'm still here. I just did Kelly Rowland for the first time. And all of my clients are actresses, you know, so I've never had anybody in the music industry. And I'm just in there doing her hair like, Kelly, girl, you raised me. Not me in here with a child of destiny. I'm in here with a child of destiny. (laughs) Like I was so happy. So, you know, I, I feel like, you know, for a while I had a moment where I was, I wanted to retire. I feel like I was like burned out, you know, and sometimes in industry, you can feel like you're overworked and underpaid, you know? And so you're grateful for it. But as time goes on, it's like, okay, what's next? No different than everything else. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So YouTube was my next move when I said, how can I make more money? You know? And so I'm just, um, I'm happy because the industry has given me a a pedestal and a platform to stand on and a level of respect for more people in the industry because I'm just here for hair care. In the industry, that's a hard thing to push out, you know? And so the industry is a lot of wigs and weaves and stuff and just fast, fast, fast. But when, when they start to embrace hair care with you, that's a really big deal. You know, there's so many pieces too, because as I, as you're talking and, you know, there's nothing wrong with the pedestal and clout because you're working hard. And I always, I align with you in terms of the prayer. Cause I'm like, you know, God, please put a veil of protection around me and bring the right people near me and let me have discernment to keep my eyes open and be aware. Right. Because there's the, the parts that are not great. And then there's the parts where you can manifest in terms of the positive energy that you put out and recognizing that not everyone's going to be there, but surrounding yourself and being in a position like you to have the clients that you want because they align with how you want to move forward. And there is something really important when you talk about this microwave effect, because I'm sure your YouTube channel is amazing. Your work is amazing. And these you know younger people are looking like, I want that and not understanding all of it. And we can't have good unless we've experienced hardship or, or you know, because it's, it's all about like, how do we overcome that? How do we move ourselves to the next place so that we can have more goodness? And there's two things. I loved on your YouTube at the Beyonce concert and you helped someone. You could have easily been like, oh, sis, look at her. I don't know. But like you helped and you're out here working with Kelly Rowland and taking all these people. That generosity to me is why you also are so unique and different in what you do. Thank you for that. Um, My marketing director, she reposted the video from that day. And her caption resonated with me because she said, you know, although a lot of, you know, there are like a lot of new followers here and people just meeting her and and giving Key her accolades for this moment, Key was just simply being Key. And I thought about it like, it's just definitely just being me. I, I came to the concert and I'm sitting down. We're just still waiting for Beyonce to come out. It wasn't her time to come out yet. And so this this one fly girl come walking down. She had a cute little white outfit on her cowboy boots and her cowboy hat and this long, long ponytail. And the ponytail was like past her booty. And she came and she went to sit down. And when she sat down, 
I watched her because this is how fly she is. When people are cute, you just watch them like, oh, she look good. You know, she looks cute. I love what they have on. I love what he has on. So I'm watching her. And when she went to sit down, I'm like watching it all unfold. Like, oh, no, 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 no. Like her, like her ponytail was under her butt. So as she sat down, the ponytail pulled off of her you know, off of the base because it went under her butt. And like, it was a whole group of guys in the row behind her and they just start screaming like, ah, you know, just being extra. And so everybody's looking like at this point, everybody's looking and one of the guys grabbed the ponytail and balled it up and hit it for her. Cause you know, they were just trying to make sure she wasn't embarrassed. And so she looked around and she looked cool, but she had a little bit of despair in her eyes. Like, Oh man. Like, and I was like, come here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mind you, it's it's like literally probably a thousand people in our section alone. And I'm like <laughs> trying to be discreet. Come here. And so she came over. She didn't know me from a can of paint and just trusted me. And you know, that's, that's how, you know, when you're in disarray, it's like somebody helped me. I don't care who it is. So she came over and just like we were on the stoop in Philly, she sat in between my legs and I'm like, I got you. So I shook the ponytail out. And so these two ladies in the row in front of us, I didn't even know them. And they were like, oh my God, she doesn't even know. So sure genius is doing her hair. She doesn't even know. That's a celebrity stylist. And I'm like, oh snap. So people are like starting to take their phones out, which I'm not surprised. You know, people just take their phones out all the time. But, and so I'm like, oh my goodness. She's like, I'm, I'm, I looked over at her and she's like, I got you. I'm gonna record this. And I was like, okay. So we're like, I'm doing her hair. My best friend's next to me. She's like, girl, you don't know how lucky you just got. You need to look and see who's doing your hair right now. Get on Instagram and check her out. And so she like, so I did her hair and, you know, I was like, there you go, boo. And we gave each other a high five and that was it. And everybody's clapping. And it was just like such a moment. And the lady who was like beautiful enough to, to know me and, and record it for me, she sent it to me in a DM and for a little while, I was like, do I post this or not? Because sometimes when I watch people help others or give money to the homeless, like sometimes I feel a little weird. Like, why do does everything have to be broadcasted? You know what I'm saying? But I felt like it was so much love in that video that let's spread some love. You know, sounds like I took a executive decision to post it. And it went viral. It has almost 3 million views on Instagram and also almost 3 million views on YouTube and just so much positive energy from it. You know, Beyonce, all her folks like that, her makeup artists, her, everybody's, in, you know, just talking to me. And I'm like, this is amazing. I didn't really, what you know, when that moment happened, I was literally just being key. I was just being myself. So me and the girl, her name is Maya. We were become cool now. We call each other cousin now. And so she came to the salon. I invited her to the salon to get her hair done and get her ponytail done right. So I love that moment and I wouldn't trade it for the world. Key it is. And, and you know, the moment is so special because it was just you being you. And that is truly with everything that's happening in the world and so much divisiveness. It's like at the end of the day, we're humans. Mm -hmm. We have to protect and look out other. Um, and at a certain point, it gets to be what's going to tear us apart in a way that it doesn't have to. And so really, I was just so moved by that um, because it is, it's like, it's almost like, and I'm going to talk about your children's book. It's like my child. I'll be like, oh, I'm going to speak at this thing. And I just met this person and your children do not care. They don't They're care. like, and can I dinner? 
And can you pick this up for me? And (laughs) it's the humility of it all. (laughs) Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. So as you're having your career, you have your salon, you're now doing all of these celebrities, um, these amazing moments, and you decide, and I don't want to go out of sequence, but you write a children's book. And all hair is good hair. And it's so beautiful, the images that you have of the children. And just, it's funny, I was having a conversation, literally this week, having a conversation with my daughter about perms, because she was wearing spring twist, and she's a competitive swimmer. So she's swimming four times a week, like two hours a day. Anyway, she's like, I want my hair straight. And I want a press. And we've been having all these conversations about perms and this and hair. And I was talking to her about how black women and it was just, and so I look at your book and the story of it and how far we've come and the conversations that we can now have openly, but then we can also be backed because your book will, it's timeless in terms of the conversation. And so talk about how you decided to become an author (laughs) amongst all of your other accolades. So what inspired me to be an author is this. Um, When I started my YouTube channel, the comments, because YouTube would be now the first platform that I showed the process from beginning to end. So what would happen is you would see their hair just in its tightest, curliest, textured face go into a silk press because that's what people come to me for silk presses. Now, the thing that happened to me is watching these comments, the comments would just blow me away and it would just break my heart because it would be other races talking about our hair. I would see stuff like, oh, I'm so glad I'm not black. And how do y'all even do your hair? And this is like sheep and this is like wool. And they would just say stuff like that. And then I start like getting even more into the comments and the worst comments were coming from us and why it was happening. You know what I realized a lot of people do. I have two types of black people that were in the comments talking about their hair. One group of people are just people that just can't believe that their hair can even do this. Like they're frustrated and and that's okay. They're literally frustrated with their hair. Like, how do I make my hair do what I need it to do? How do I get it to mind what I, what I'm asking it and what I'm trying to get it to do. And then the other group of people are the people who've already accepted what they think is their hair's fate. And they're passing the comments off as a joke. And I'm like, man, this is breaking my heart. I don't like watching so many people talk so bad about our texture hair. People that's not our race, that was a lot. But the people who are our race is worse because I want everyone to know that their hair is fine. And if you just find the love in it, like there is love in all of our hair. My hair, it took me a long time to figure out, you know what? I love it here and I can figure out what works best for me and I'm going to get it done. So people just be like, oh, her hair is so bad. And and they would say stuff on my channel like, oh, you only show good hair. And I'm like, 
I'm doing 4C hair videos, 4B hair videos. I'm doing all textures on my page, but because I got them to do what they do with blow drying it and pressing it out, they just assume it was something magical or special about their hair. So I just got so many comments like, you only do good hair on this channel. I hate that you only do good hair. Can you do some other hair? And it's like, what's the opposite of good hair though? Like, what are we talking about? Like you... The opposite of good hair is bad hair? No. So I started this movement, right? <laughs> Where I was like, I'm doing this. I'm going to start doing a movement called All Hair is Good Hair. So I made t-shirts, All Hair is Good Hair for adults. They didn't care. I made all these t-shirts, put them online, talked about my mission. Three people bought a shirt. <laughs> I said, what? Mind you, I'm the person. I can't keep nothing on the shelf. I don't care what it is. They are going to buy it. To this day, if you go on my site, sold out, sold out, sold out, because they just want the stuff every time. And I'm going to tell you the story behind my sold out movement, too. But ever since then, it's just been like, they just didn't care. I'm I'm like, all hair is good hair, guys. Like, you know, I felt like a paper boy on the corner, like, extra, extra, read all about it. All hair is good hair. They didn't care. I sold three shirts. And I'm like, okay, adults don't care. How about this? If I didn't learn anything when I was growing up, I, my great grandma and my mom used to always quote the scripture, train up a child in the way that it should go. And when they get older, him or her will not depart from it. And so I said, okay, how about this? I'll start with the children. It's like the people that's my age or in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, they're already set in their way. It's going to take a little bit of unlearning is what I learned in therapy. You know, it's, it's going to take a little bit of unlearning. And so what I can do, though, is start with the children, because if I start with the children, then they'll grow up with this message already embedded in their minds. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to write a children's book and I'm going to call it All Hair is Good Hair. I had a book signing. I made backpacks. I had little hair care kits for the kids. Um, we did the book. We did apparel and everything's gone. Everything like everything is going. And I said, now. You got to be an adult with a kid. To, you didn't buy it for you, but you bought it for your kid. And I, But I appreciated that. To this day, I even have a doll. The main character in my book name is Samaya. I made a whole baby doll named Samaya, who she yes. looks just like the character in the book. She has a short Afro hair, not even big curly hair, because... You know, a lot of hair care books, the, the the main character still has big curls or big something that's more appeasing to the eye when it comes down to it. No, I want this baby to have short, round, natural Afro hair because that is the hair that seems to always end up getting criticism. And I think that's super unfair for us for the children, for whoever decides to wear their hair like that, it's beautiful. This is our God-given hair. So at the end of the day, I was like, I'm going to make sure that these kids know what's up. And to this day, people are just sending me pictures all the time of them, their child walking around the house with their Samaya doll at the park with their Samaya doll in the bed, reading their all hair is good hair book to bed. And I'm like, this is perfect. This is perfect. If I didn't have any other mission in life, I feel like teaching the children that all hair is good hair could be my biggest accomplishment. You know what I'm saying? Because that's a deep, deep issue. And my first issue, I have a magazine, Deeper Than Hair magazine. Um, my first issue, I wrote a story about how when I used to press hair on my channel, on, well, on Instagram, 
Every now and then I would get a comment like, you're part of the problem. You're out here pressing hair. You need to keep the texture. And I'm like, what? They like, this goes back to slavery. You're, you're this and that. And I'm like, oh my goodness, it is not that deep. You know, this is like my first few years. You know, this is like maybe like 12 years, 10, 12 years ago. I'm like, it's not that deep. They so hype. They need to relax. And then as time went on and I start getting more into hair, I'm like, oh, but it is that deep. You know what I'm saying? And so I know that I press hair all the time because that's the brand that I have created for myself. That's who I am. I'm the person who transformed curls to straight hair, but I'm right in the middle of the people who do relaxers and keratins and stuff like that. And the people who always wear curls, I'm right in between the two because I'm the one who allows options. Some women love to wear their hair curly sometimes and they love to wear their hair straight. So I'm the one that's right in the middle that's going to keep the integrity of your natural curls while giving you a healthy blowout and allowing you to be able to move any way you want to without fear, you know? So I ended up Basically, I, that's even how I created my product around that. Like, I just want to create a product that'll help keep the integrity of the hair while you while you wear it, however you want to. Because, listen, as a black woman, I love options, you know, and I'm I'm not I'm not afraid to say that, you know. Like, sometimes my hair gonna be big and curly. Sometimes it's gonna be pin straight. Sometimes it's gonna have big curls. I'm gonna have wigs and all of that. So it's all about the hair care and making sure that your hair stays intact no matter what you decide to do with it. So that was the whole, that's the all hair is good hair movement. So much so I didn't trademark it. So don't y'all think about stealing. (laughs) Nobody out there think about stealing. It's trademarked. And speaking of a trademark, And this goes back to you being a businesswoman. I mean, to think about, let me get a trademark, even your ability to pivot. You know that you can sell products and move products. That product wasn't moving. So you were like, let me pivot into something that will move and have tremendous success. And not everybody can do that because you want to hold on to what you think. So even the thought of getting a trademark, talk about the business key. Because even when you mentioned YouTube, the success that you've had leveraging social media channels for business and with that mindset, even Deeper Than Hair magazine and the celebration that you've created around that to the Deeper Than Hair product line and the success that you're having there. So talk about this business mindset that you have and how you are able to put business first and still keep your passion through all of these, the ecosystem really. Okay. So honestly, I'm just learning every day as I go along. Being the person that I am, I get a lot of people like, can I pick your brain? Can I sit with you? Can we talk about, can you tell me how you became so successful? They just want help. And I get it. And I give them as much as I can. But my main thing is that I just tell people it's the most cliche answer I can give you, but it's just never give up. It's like, if you always want more, you just got to keep going. Because if you give up, you never know what you could have done with, with anything, you know? But it's like, if you keep going, you're going to eventually hit a lick. And so... I'm one of those people who I always just wonder what the people may want. I always look at problems out here and try to create a solution. I try to just push myself as hard as I can. I work really hard and sometimes I work too hard to the point where I'm like, like at one point I'm like, I need a man. Like one of the people, like, I'm like, let me get a boo. Like I should just probably get a boo. I'm, I'm doing too much. At one point in my life, I was like, I am going to take the time out. 
I'm going to, I only was in uh, three relationships in my life. Um, one, you know, I lost my boyfriend, the other two, very private, three relationships. And it like, at one point I just was like, this is a lot. Like I'm feeling distracted. And I told myself, I'm, I don't want to be distracted. I want to focus in and hone in on my business. I'm going to move away. I'm, I'm not going to deal with you know, I'm not going to deal with men right now with with no booze. I'm not getting no boyfriends. I'm going to mind my business. I'm, and I say, I'm not coming. I'm going to be celibate and I'm not coming back till I'm a millionaire. And I really did that. Now, it took me eight years. I was not ready to be celibate for eight years. And But once I hit my millionaire year, I said, okay. My friends was like, what's up? You going to get a boo? And I'm like, I'm going to get a boo. I'm going to get one. So... It's like I, I I had this moment in my heart where I'm like, I just, I had to focus. I'm a Gemini. I'm all over the place. Okay. Mentally, I'm all over the place. And so it's like, I'm an air sign. So just like, la, 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 la. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's how I operate. So it's like, I have zero focus. Okay. So I have to, I call it putting myself on punishment. I have to put myself on punishment in order to get results. So that's where my business mind comes from. I have to dedicate. I have to dedicate my life. I am not the kind of person who could play a lot. And and I'm not going to say I regret it, but I do have a little regret from not living as hard as I could. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't love flying. So even though I go on a lot of vacations, I would go on a lot more if I just mentally wanted to get on an airplane again. Or, you know, I have a lot of friends, so I always show up for just, you know, parties and stuff like that. But when it's done, I'm back in house. I will be at a party till two in the morning and be dancing like, oh, I got to go home and edit. I'm so stressed out. Just in the middle of the dance floor, like I got to go home and edit when I'm done. Because that's how serious I am about making sure that everything is on point in my brand. Now, do things fall apart? Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Being an entrepreneur, sometimes you just want to like throw your wig across the street because it's just like, I'll just like not throw in the towel, throw in the wig. It's over. Like I'm sick of this, you know? So when it's all said and done, you have to have patience. You have to have dedication. You have to put others before you sometimes. And, and I have a staff of 12 and it's just like, it gets serious when you have a staff, a big staff, you know, you have to deal with a lot of opinions and you have to deal with what everybody wants and you try to keep everybody happy without, you know, stressing yourself out. So business is serious, you know, and it hurts sometimes, but it's also amazing sometimes. And as long as you hang in there, it's not for everybody. I'm not one of them people that always harass everybody and be like, you need to do this. You need to do that. I only zoom in on those people that I know are extra special. I got a friend named Tiffany. She makes the most amazing cakes I've ever seen. You know, I, my friend Fisa, actress, beautiful model, all of that. People like that, I'm a push. My friend Devante, he does wigs and he just has such a great personality and just, you know, his his career took off fast. I'm like, keep going, boo. You have to do this. People like that. I have about 10 people in my life that are just like, I see the light on them. So those people, I'm going to push the hardest. Other people, I might suggest like, you know what you should try? You know what you should do? But some people, you don't want to see not 
live out their full potential of the gift that God gave them. So, you know, I feel like it's my responsibility to push everybody. I try to push my staff to their fullest potential. Everybody's not going to want it. And it's not your responsibility to do that to everybody. I've learned that <laughs> in my therapy years. Like, listen, leave leave people alone. Like everybody is being exactly who they want to be. So, you know, I, you know, I'm, so I'm a push, I'm a push people and do what I can, but business is, is just, is what it is. And so, like I said, I'm still learning every single day. It's just, it's just, I don't have any secrets. I don't, all the things that I say to people, I have a friend named Alicia who talked to me one day and was like, hey, can you tell me how to get my YouTube channel rolling? And I'm like, just keep going. And at that moment, you know, I didn't know she was like, girl, that is the corniest answer you could ever gave, you know, but as time went on and she kept going, she understood where I was coming from. You know, I had another friend who he's like, key, my channel is not doing this. And I said, just stop looking at the numbers and just keep going. And he got a little irritated with me, but it's like, I don't know what people want to hear from me. You know, it's no, it's no magic potion. You keep going, you keep your integrity, you pray, you have patience and you dedicate and that's it. That is a whole entire word. And we sometimes think that it's overcomplicated to keep going. And I, I love how you talk about the people in your life and the ones who you can push and have the extra light and then the ones that you can't. And I, I've really been focusing on releasing certain people who you want so much for. And then you realize that's who they're going to be. And you have to stop in yourself and let them be who they are and accept them and love them for that. And so I love to hear you talk about that and also just like keep going. And so as we kind of close out the show, I have two last things for you. Um, When we think about keep going and all that you've done and the magazine, what are your future projects or products or goals? Can you share anything about what's happening in 2024? Uh, So I don't, so this year, um, my my word for 2023 was surrender, right? And what I'm going to do is just carry that right on over to here. Because I just started embracing surrender like in the last like 60 days. And it is carrying over because as I was saying before, I'm in a space where I just wanted to retire. I was like, I've been retired. My mom and dad passed away 375 days apart. So when my mom passed, I was like, I'm done. I'm I'm tired of this. People were wearing me out. They didn't even care what I was going through. I just felt like a piece of meat, to be honest. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm out. You know, I'm out the game. I make enough money on YouTube that I can take care of myself better than I ever could. And so even with this situation that just happened with Kelly, you know, I wasn't looking for that. God just keeps placing things upon me that I'm like, I can't ignore. So I'm surrendering to his process and what he, what God wants me to do, because at the end of the day, that's all I can really do. And, you know, I'm, I'm just surrendering to all of this. So I don't really know what's next, to be honest with you. Like I have a few ideas of a few products I want to release. I have an idea of a tool I want to release. I have, um, I have another situation I'm working on it. I don't want to say it out loud yet. Um, And that will be crazy amazing, you know? And so when I say 
I don't know. It's because I'm just letting God lead the way. And and I've always let him lead the way, even when I wasn't as in tune with God the way that I am now. All the way down to that day sitting in Fee's chair when she said, do you want a job? That was God. You know what I'm saying? So from that moment, from the moment that I lived six doors down from Sheeny that I looked up to, to the 31st, to talking to you. This is all divine order. And so I'm just grateful to be here. I'm I'm thanking God for whatever he says is next. Cause sometimes we don't want to hear what God say. You like, are you sure, God? You want me to do that? Like what? But it is what it is. And it's always in our best interest, even when it doesn't seem like it at the time. So to answer your question, I'm just doing whatever God says to do. Hey, this has just been amazing. The last question, and this is because we are all about community. And we always shout out other brands. You've actually shouted out so many and your friends, but to just leave us with one brand that we should all check out, that we should support um, alongside of your brand, of Mm -hmm. course, but any other founder that we should check out. Can I name a couple? You do you, Key. Okay. So (laughs) what I'll say is, um, so of course, Deeper Than Hair, um, then Shears, get your Shears from HerStrandsOfHair.com. Get your scarves from iamcraft.co.com and get your braid bay from beautybyanna.com. And then this is it all hair? It can be whatever you want. Okay. Yeah. Get your get your apparel from whyfear.com. <laughs> and I think that's it. I have okay. I have we two know. people that's coming on the come up. Middleton and Lloyd clothing.com and styles by Devante. He's going to drop some wigs soon. So look out for my folks because they are coming out in these streets. And I just want to tell everybody to follow your dreams because even though that sounds cliche, if you have them, they can be obtained. I was with Mara Akil yesterday and she said, following your dreams is like staying true to the contract that you have with God. So right there, do what you want to do, because we, we, we're we here for a good time, not a long time. Oh, my gosh. Key, thank you so much. Appreciate you. This has been so much fun. Um, I'm excited for 2024. And, and, and as we all follow our walk with God and, ha- and look at everything that he has in store for us and follow our dreams. Yes, yes, follow yes. Thank, follow you. thank you. Thank you. And every week I share an influencer I'm checking out. And this week, which I absolutely love, thank you, Key, make sure to follow Why Fear. That's Why underscore Fear. And it was created by the amazing actress Nafisa Williams. What I love about Why Fear is that it really is Why Fear Your Fears Because They Aren't Real. This is streetwear with the message. So make sure to check it out. And as always, I want to leave you with one thing from today's guest, and that is to always follow your dreams. Key talked about how she's letting God lead the way and everything is within the divine order. So I'll leave you with that. Follow your dreams and have a prosperous 2024. And make sure to follow, rate, and subscribe to Business of the Beat on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. You don't want to miss an episode and we love to hear from you. Leave a five-star rating and a review. Until next week.
Business of the Beat is hosted by Kendra Bracken-Ferguson. Assistant producer, Jenny Salk. Executive producer, Kendra Bracken-Ferguson. Edited by Fish Mar Creative. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Find the Business of the Beat podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Odyssey, Amazon Music, or where you get your podcast. And on IG at Business of the Beat. Business of the Beat is a mean old line media production. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.